Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. This, for Sam Pittman, has to be one of the longest days that he has uh, during the season. It is Wednesday. He's got Sam Pittman live tonight from the Catfish Show, 1030 this morning, 1040, whatever time it is. He had the teleconference, the SEC coaches teleconference. Then 2 o'clock, he had the press conference among the local media. That may have been the shortest 2 o'clock press conference that I think Sam's had in a while. Well, I can't think of what else to ask him. That's true. You know, um, we, we had him on the teleconference. We had him Monday. We haven't been able to watch practices, so <laughs> it's hard to come up with a lot of new stuff. You know, saving a, a couple of questions I had, you know, like the uh, – you know, start talking about the freshmen who've played this year. I've got them at six freshmen who have burned their red shirts already. Uh, Ian Ford is the only other guy who – has a potential to to burn his red shirt. He's played four games so far this season, so he would be the only one. And, you know, I asked him about Ron Roberts a little bit. I know that, you know, there was a time where we were zeroed in on Ron Roberts. Like, he was going to be, look like the defensive coordinator, in fact, uh, was in Fayetteville at one point and looked like that was going to happen. Obviously ended up going with Auburn. Uh, but he was a guy that I had, you know, done a lot of research on and uh, we were like ready to you know getting pretty close to announce him but obviously they uh, they found a good one in Travis Williams um, also but that's uh you know a little bit of a dynamic and speaking of dynamics Travis Williams going against uh, the team he used to um, to play at and coach at and so that's always going to be a, a little bit of extra motivation uh, for him to to want to show them you know that he's He's doing well, <laughs> and unfortunately at their expense. You know, you Quinn uh, brought this up a, little, a few minutes ago, and I thought it was an interesting point. He was actually talking about the backup quarterback and that he gets thrown into action, and he has an excellent game. The starter's still out the following week. The backup's got to start that game, but he comes down to earth a little bit because the defensive coordinator for the second team has – tape to look at do you think there's a little bit of truth in that also what you'd expect from Rodgers and this defense of Auburn knowing now they've got one game underneath their belt as uh, Kenny Guyton being the OC at Arkansas I'm not sure where you're going Randy you well, lost me somewhere okay I, I, that, that, I know that was a Navy Mike question I was thinking you were going to pull me back in at some point but I, I have no okay. idea what you're okay <laughs> what I'm saying is now opponents have some tape on Kenny Guyton what kind of oh, uh, what kind of adjustments do you think he'll have to make now going into his yeah. second game as OC yeah well I think they probably expected a lot of similar stuff as uh, as Arkansas did um, you know in in the past with Kendall Browles and you know I think you know, Armstrong kind of alluded to that, at least through um, Taylor McGregor and the pregame stuff, uh, kind of alluded to, you know, what's Arkansas going to do, you know. And 
I think that that's pretty well expected. Now, they have closed practices again for a reason, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna bring some new stuff to the table. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I think that it obviously the more you get seen, the more of an adjustment it is. I always think it makes a lot of sense when a new coach comes in to, to probably keep things as quiet as possible just because people don't know exactly what you're going to do. Uh, but you know, once somebody's been there a while, you kind of you kind of know what basically what they're going to do. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I assume that there's it'll make it a little bit easier <laughs> knowing what uh, having a little bit of tape on Kenny Gotten as a play caller. But I'm guessing Trey that you've probably seen your last practice for the year. Uh, I'll bet they probably practice except for bowl practices if they yeah. make a bowl game. Right. But um, yeah, I think probably so. And Trey, I hope that's not a trend that continues. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, Trey, um, you know, when Basil pointed it out this past week at the Little Rock Touchdown Club that it's been, you know, this many days, et cetera, since the win, and, you know, Quinn was bringing up the fact that he was getting on these flights and seeing these, you know, players that just looked dejected, you know, for the last six weeks. Have you sensed a a change in, you know, the vibe, so to speak, around the the facilities? Well, with offense, definitely. I mean, KJ seemed down to me, so, Mm -hmm. and, and hasn't. You know, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think on offense more than anything, defenses, defenses come and performed. You know, they have a lot to hold their head up about. But, uh, yeah, the offenses, they were definitely seemed down. <laughs> and, I mean, the Mississippi State game, as Pittman said, their spirit was gone. I mean, you could, you could feel it. It felt like the game was over every time they went out there. They were just trying to get through a 35-point defeat. That's how it felt against Mississippi State. So, um yeah, I think there's definitely uh, a renewed sense of energy with the with the offense. Hey, you know, by the way, also I'll say this on um, on practices being closed. You know, nobody else really opens practices, and you know, if I'm being honest, there's there's a disadvantage to Arkansas because you know people can walk by and see, hey, Rocket Sanders isn't practicing. You know, like after mm-hmm. after the the opener against Western Carolina. Rock, why is it Rocket Sanders playing? But Kent State wouldn't have known that he wasn't going to play if, you know, practices had been closed. That wouldn't have – that wouldn't. Have, there might have been rumors and stuff, but it wouldn't have gotten out. Um, you know, so while I love going to practices and stuff, being able to report on players not participating and stuff is, uh, is a disadvantage for Arkansas, I think. At the same time, we kind of have to do that because – in, in my opinion, it's good for Arkansas to, to have practice reports and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, there could be a, a different policy. And there has been some stuff. It hasn't necessarily stuck but about reporting injuries. But, um, you know, Arkansas, the thing that may, is, makes it so tough in Arkansas also, and, you know, may, you may have a sports team, Yankees, Randy, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, Orioles, Rick. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got Cowboys and stuff, St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. But Jack as far as Lars. inside the state, we've got Arkansas, and that's and that's that's our tie. And so I think it is important to have as much content as we can get as far as, like, open practices and being able to report on that kind of stuff. And also to have your lone team win and not stink. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what's made it, you know, doubly hard is, you know, it's all about Arkansas here. Um you know, and, and basketball team, baseball, and all the other sports certainly been good. But, um, you know, no matter what anybody says, basketball is very popular in this state. But it's still, 
it's still a football state. That's still a big driver of revenue for the university. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on it. They do, I think, put themselves at a bit of a disadvantage by opening practices. And, um, you know, not everybody in the media, you know, treats it the way I do. <laughs> Some people are looking for a big scoop. Not and, that I'm not, but I'm not out to hurt anybody either. And Coach Pittman just texted me and said, thanks, Trey, for the suggestion about leaving <laughs> the practices closed in the future. Yeah. I wouldn't uh, say that if I thought that he listened to this segment. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk to Tom. Tom, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do. I have two questions. Uh, my first question is, there was a there was a young man that played uh, for the Razorbacks last year that was a receiver, but he tra- he moved over to the uh, secondary because we were so depleted, and I can't remember his name. Quincy uh, McAdoo. Yeah, he's, yes, he's, he's, he's hurt. Uh, well, he's hurt. Okay, yeah, he's I, he was involved in a car accident after spring yeah. football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and oh, it was pretty right, serious. Right. So we're just hoping yeah. he'll get back to football. But first, you know, making sure he's healthy. And, get back to life. Yep. I remember that now. Thank, thank. And then uh, I, the other question I had was, and I guess this will be one of those uh, dead horses we're going to beat. But in the first eight games, we couldn't run the ball for much anything and then here we come out in this game and i'm i know florida's not just a, a defensive powerhouse but we were a very balanced off uh, with the same players and in a first game oc so what do you think the the, the difference was and i'll hang up and listen thank you tom well number one having a first team all sec running back back in your backfield who looked healthy to me guys i don't know about y'all he looked pretty healthy uh that would be one big one i mean the threat of rocket sanders uh the defense has to respect that they have to respect you know when you're doing you know zone read and you know rpo and all that stuff they have to respect rocket sanders and that plays a big role in it i think also think they got a little bit of juice back you know, just from a mentality standpoint. And, you know, they had a week off before that, too. They had a chance to get healthier. I think that plays a role and, you know, get a little more cohesiveness. And, you know, I I think all of those things played a big part of it. And Sam Pittman did a great job also of, you know, preaching the opportunity to do something that hadn't been done before, and that was going to Gainesville and and winning. He does a good job at, at those kinds of things, putting those kinds of angles before the players but uh, ultimately, man, having a player like Rocket Sanders makes a big difference. And A.J. Green did well, but I don't know that he did anything different than what he's done in the past. Let's talk with uh, Brett. Brett, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I, I got a, a comment and a question. Uh, first, for Trey, uh, like a lot of people, um, I just want to say how much you know enjoy having you on this show, your part. Uh, you have Thanks. a appreciate that a passion. You do. You have a passion for Arkansas, and you know, even though you're a professional and you're you know you're a media guy and you do things professionally, I think people relate to you because you can just tell you love the Hogs, you know, and and uh, you call it like it is, and um, just really enjoy listening to you. My question for you, Trey, I guess, and maybe somebody's already asked this, but. How do you feel uh, right now, just 
How do you feel about the chances the Hogs running the table and get to a bowl game? Where do you stand? Thank well, you, Brent. whatever question was coming, I was just hopeful that I would be able to give it a good answer <laughs> after all that. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. It's I kind of look at it like, man, if he could, if Pittman could just get Auburn or Missouri, then you know I think he would probably, you know, he feel feel pretty safe. And obviously FIU winning three of the final four, I thought Florida was a big step in the right direction. But all these games are at home. And Arkansas's favored against Auburn. They're two and a half point favorites. Uh, they'll be favored massively against um, against FIU. And then uh, you know, somebody told me, according to maybe some ESPN FPI or something, I don't know, but if they played were playing Missouri this week, that Arkansas would be a one point favorite in that game. Hmm. So just because you're favored doesn't mean you're going to win. But you know, Missouri. I'm not saying. Missouri is not good because they're good. They're they're winning the team, you know, winning the games that are laid out in front of them. Uh, they lost to Georgia last weekend. I don't know that they've just they haven't had the schedule that Arkansas has had. They do beat Arkansas, and I'm I'm not going to pick Arkansas to beat Missouri. I'm just not because they've beaten Arkansas what seven out of the last eight. Is that the number? So ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But yeah. I mean, Arkansas has been. You know, kind of subject to lose to just about anybody over the last yeah. uh, decade or so. But uh, so I can't pick them to win that one. I do think that they should beat Auburn. Uh, I think with the changes that they've made, uh, having a little bit of energy, Arkansas's defense, uh, I think that they will beat Auburn. I, I think it'll be a close game. But I think that Arkansas will pull it out at home in front of the home fans, uh, beat FIU. That's three in a row. And then. You know, it would be nice to spoil something if Missouri's got something going, possibly playing for, you know, a, a New Year's Six type of bowl or something like that. It'd be nice to spoil that for once, you know. So, uh, but right now, I, I would say, no matter how it shakes out, you know, I, I think they win two of these last three. I think it's reasonable. I think it's reasonable. Let's I mean, talk. When one of your one of your two. Final SEC home games. That's not. That's not asking a lot. And this team, again, it's not. It's not a team that just gets bowled over by people. They haven't been. They haven't been whipped by anybody this year. Justin, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, I do. I had. Well, I asked two questions. One was the Saints with uh, Courtney Crutchfield decommissioned. Are we going to lose to Cousin Collins? And does the Danino's tire look really bad right now after you guys takes over? And I'll hang up and listen. Love you. Uh, I, I couldn't speak on that. Um, and we'll see what happens. Again, last week we reported was that um, Courtney Crutchfield was supposed to be in town this weekend. So I'm not going to say it's over. Uh, there have been a lot of momentum out there in, in favor of Missouri. He's not committed to Missouri, but that's what a lot of people seem to think, you know, where things are headed. And then obviously, you know, any family ties are, I think, are big um, to other schools, especially when they're, you know, close to each other. Uh, and what did he ask about Dan Enos and Kenny he Guyton? He said that because I'm of sure what I... Guyton accomplished this past week, does it make the Enos hire look even worse? Well, I think so. It's hard to I mean, look worse. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's to, that to me is what is what Pittman needed to happen was to show, hey, I messed up. I hired the wrong coordinator. I made a mistake. We got rid of him, and that's why we lost these games. And lo and behold, 481 yards and 39 points later, it kind of looks like that was a, <laughs> that was the problem. So uh, it's unfortunate because, you know, you, you burn this season, a, a season I thought they had a chance to do some really big things, um, but they couldn't get the offense going. So it's unfortunate that, that that happened. But at the same time, for Pittman, from a job security standpoint, he needed that to be the optics after that Florida game, and, it, and it's exactly what happened. Because it essentially showed – He's not the pro- Sam Pittman showing he's not the right. problem. He made a mistake, and he made one good hire. I think Travis Williams, we'd all agree, maybe even a really good hire in that category, top 40 defense, at considering where they were last year, and then one really bad hire. You know, So making the change, and Trey, I think you made a great point. If he wins one of these two games, you beat Auburn, there's no shame in losing to a top 20 Missouri team, even if it is at home. Now, if you're favored in that game, it, it's disappointing, obviously. But um, you know, it's no no shame. Like the BYU game kind of feels like a shameful game and how that ended. Um, but you lose to Auburn and make up by beating Missouri, then all of a sudden that seems forgiven. So win one of the two, and you're, yeah, he, I, I feel like what you're did, right. He's pretty safe. What do you guys think would have happened this year if Browse hadn't have left? Oh boy! Wow. Well. That sounds like a caller question. If Rocket Sanders gets hurt in the first game like he did, mm-hmm. how do we know Arkansas is going to – they might have won a game or two more, but I don't know that they'd have been eight and four or anything. Yeah, that would have made a big Rocket difference. Sanders, Rocket Sanders make, is going to make your offense look better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's – you know, they've got some quality backs on this team. Uh, Rocket Sanders is just on a different level, and that's been pretty well established. Hey, Trey, this is from uh, LC on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. Trey, at what point during the year were you starting to get the feeling that Enos should have been let go because things seemed to have been whirling around earlier than what actually happened surrounding the firing? Um, the Texas A&M game, you started feeling like, you know, this is a, a problem. But at the same time, I didn't know, like, the offensive line played so bad in that game and and Texas A&M's defensive front is, is really good. That one was probably the biggest indicator. I mean, it was start, it was slow starting. You know, if you go back to 2015, we bring up 2015 a lot. I mean, look at the first six games or so. I mean, it was after that triple overtime game against Auburn uh, about midseason before Arkansas's offense really took off. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of thinking, well, okay, eventually – you know, they'll get it together, and with the defense playing the way they are, they'll maybe have something. But when they start, if, if I can look at the schedule real quick. I oh, yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, it's – so they beat Kansas State in the oh, – I'm sorry, that's January. So they beat, um, let's see, UTEP early, September 5th. Then they beat Toledo. I'm oh, sorry, they lose to Toledo. That was it. They beat, they they beat UTEP, Toledo. lost to Toledo. And then lost to Texas Tech, Texas A&M, before beating Tennessee. Right. So, and, you know, that that Texas Tech squad had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little did we In know Fayetteville, no less. Yeah. That's right. Little yeah. did we know. Yeah. But they, so they didn't put up more than, more than, their 
high was 24, point, 24, 24 points. That Auburn game, I feel like it was like 17, 17 or something before going into overtime, went to four overtimes. But then it was that UT Martin game on, on Halloween. They scored 63. And then they had the overtime win against Ole Miss and scored 53, 31 against LSU, 50 against Mississippi State. And a loss. Know, uh, yeah. 28 against Missouri and lost. And then um, – won that Liberty Bowl uh, 45-23 over Kansas State. And so, yeah, it was it was a while. It was halfway into the season before the offense really started to take off. And so kind of thinking, you know, with a pro-style attack, it's going to take them a little more time to get adjusted, but it just it never, it never materialized, and they just started looking more and more constipated, as Chuck Barrett put it. And, yeah, I mean, I, I would say about that, you know, Texas A&M, Ole Miss game, I'm started thinking like, hmm, man, they just might, they just start looking more and more and more conservative and going the wrong direction. Mm. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That is Trey Biddy of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.